Hello, baby. Hello, boys and girls. I don't think we have many girls that listen to our podcast. That was actually, you know what? You're right, Spencer. Actually, I think we should look at the demographics. I think we're a boys only. We're a boys only. We're not, not, you know, we're not saying girls are not allowed. It's just that um, they don't want to associate with us voluntarily. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, who? who This is a podcast for incels. Yeah, just kidding. God, just you not. ever think about taking the black pill? Um, don't, I take, don't manifest I take the black anything, pill please. every morning, and it's called damn coffee. Because <laughs> it's I drink charcoal coffee. for me. <laughs> and and you wait. Let's look at the beans. What incel beans? <laughs> like that's right. I I get <laughs> it from this. the incel country. I. It might maybe this is. Uh, it might be racist if I say if I say what's the incel country? Well, it's there? Insylvania. <laughs> In, did you say in Slovenia we just lost all of our Slovenian listeners right oh, there? Oh shit. We well and we just checked the demographics and it turns out a hundred percent of our listeners were coming from Slovenia. I will never listen to this show well, if they, anymore. If, they didn't listen, if, they didn't, if I didn't lose them, you definitely just lost them right there. I was that's, say. That was that's <laughs> a bad move. It was it's like the time when uh, I was like shooting at this vintage dealer's house. Well, yeah, of course you don't want to shoot at someone's house. They're going to make them really mad. Uh yeah, no, it's uh but anyway, I think you guys were there. I was like doing an Instagram live where I was looking at his like the cool stuff and I was doing this Australian accent and one guy was like, "Please stop doing an Australian accent." Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was uh, uh anyway. it was Chris Hemsworth. He's like, "Ethan, I don't appreciate you're doing my accent. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like, too. My name's Chris Hemsworth. I'm Taika Waititi. <laughs> like we just swap yeah. it, you know. I'm, I'm a pirate. I'm Taika Waititi. <laughs> I'm Blackbeard. Yeah. I, I can't even tell if I'm, if I'm leaning into, like, Cockney at that point. Is he leaning into Cockney? I mean, hey, that, show, I mean, that shows, that shows pr- uh, pretty gay, so he probably is some leaning into some Cockney, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Can, can we, we leave can that we in? That? I don't know. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> I mean, Taika Waititi, listen, Taika Waititi is straight guy, made the show, and he himself describes it as gay, so if he can say it. If, wait, wait, hold on. If, if he's, I'm saying, if a straight man, a straight man could say if it's gay or not, let's, I'm uh, saying the creator of the show it. said it. He's, he created the show. If he, listen, what I'm saying is if you want to get mad at anyone, get mad at Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah, if, if thinking Taika is bad, then lock me up, Exactly. Then I'm the biggest Taika Waititi on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, slightly off topic, I just... <laughs> yeah, uh, please, I, let's get I'm off topic. about voices. Yeah, but yeah, we're going to get off yeah. topic. OT. Um, Overtime. I saw this TikTok uh-huh. um, of, uh, of, like, I guess he's like a, not a hillbilly, I don't know, he's just an old man. And then uh, the comment was, can you please say mustard or ketchup? And the guy, and I was like, what the hell? And so he starts talking. He's like, I am never going to say that. That's offensive that you told me to do that. And I was watching with Isabel. Isabel's like, what, what's the big deal? And I showed her the whole like, well, it be, fellas, mustard or ketchup. <laughs> and then she said, I've, I haven't really seen the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So then you um, watched it uh, immediately, right? <laughs> 
immediately. Yeah. It's got yeah, yeah that one's yeah. It, it's uh, ScarJo. It's got Jeffrey Tambor, <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor, stacked cast, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a lot more than five. Uh, what are, what are these? Uh, those are five goober dollars, sir. Yeah. Uh, oh, David, and of course, David. You know what's crazy is that Alec Baldwin killed SpongeBob on the set of that movie. Yeah, he, he aimed the gun. He, like the, the boot, him. it was supposed to be a prop boot when he stepped on SpongeBob, but they accidentally swapped out for a real boot. Oh, no. Dude, so he got completely That's squished. Right. Who else is in that movie? Um, Tom Kenny. Tom yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Bill Fabric Basque, whatever uh-huh. his name is. The guy, Clancy yeah, Brown. I was going to say. And, of course, Mr. What's his name? Damn it, I forgot Mr. what his Plankton. name is. Yeah, well, that's not like the actor. Like the, his like stage name is like Mister Blank, right? Like it's like yeah. What is it? Like all of them, because uh, the the we've talked about this before, but yeah, all the like Gen X animation guys all wish they were like from the fifties, so they all have like weird like fifties like B movie or sci fi personas. Um, and it's also like the voice actor of Plankton. He's his he's kind of citing like what was it uh, Gregory Peck, yeah. right? So it's like he likes he likes. I, like, I love stuff. that. Yeah, I love that video of him <laughs> with the the sword <laughs> like on his wall right behind him, just sitting in his throne. Mister Lawrence. Mister Lawrence. Lawrence. There you That's go. His, yeah, married to the voice actor of Sandy. We should uh, um, get him on the show. We should. Yeah. Wait, the hold on. Knock, knock, knock. Come in. Hey there, style and direction. Oh, it's Mr. Uh, we just said your name. It's Sheldon J. Plankton. Yeah, that's right. Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sheldon Cooper. That's right. Bazinga. This is an impressions podcast. <laughs> yeah. What if Plankton met Sheldon? I can... Hey there, my name's Sheldon too. They probably destroy the world. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they probably would plan z i love plan yeah. z uh that's just an excuse this whole i mean hey what i you know, i think we said before my original idea for podcast is just a way for me to do improv and do voices and so we got we got to keep that we got to keep it in because you know what this podcast is a hobby whoa segue another hobby segue yeah that's right my hobby uh, is driving segues by the way, this is style and direction. <laughs> That's right. Have we introduced <laughs> ourselves? Absolutely, we have it. I'm Ethan. I'm Spencer DSO. I'm MJ. And today, and we talk about menswear. That's what we do on this podcast. And it's been a fun year, hasn't it, guys? It's been a fun t- uh, pandemic. <laughs> Hardly. I'm recapping two years. Okay, actually. Yeah, I was going to say two of them. Is it? Well, this is what? What season are we on now? Uh, eight. Wow, I can't believe we went from like season one to season eight in like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, like when was like our when was like the first break we took for a month? It was like a while when we do ago. our like month stuff. Um, Two. I mean, it's like our hey, you guys ready for our twenty twenty three spring summer or sorry, uh, uh, January drop? That's for the next episode. That's right. Uh, it's gonna be like the ball, New Year's. Gonna drop it. Oh, I thought I was talking about my my visit to the uh, puberty t- doctor. Uh, t- uh, I was gonna say the the testicular doctor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could. He could. Uh, I would say serve. Wouldn't that just? Would that just be a urologist? I think that would just be a urologist, right? It, is that? I guess well, so, like urinary tract. But there's other stuff. Of. I don't know enough about anatomy. I'm not qualified to have this discussion. Because <laughs> I feel like women have a urine have a ur- urologist and a gynecologist. So I'm assuming for so maybe we need men a have two different ones. 
Yeah, peologist. <laughs> well, I guess a peologist would be a urologist, technically. Exactly. Um, because also like a poo a poo doctor would be a gastroenterologist, right? Because that that would be that's a the, different. You know. Okay, so that's the field that I want to get into. Is what you're saying? The, the poo doctor. Uh, yeah, if I love if I love shit, <laughs> yeah. I want I'm like hey I want I want like a character on like some show to be like hi I'm Doctor uh, Filber Poop Jiggins. We gotta oh, stop okay, talking about poop. I, I love poop. Yeah, yeah, enough. I, I hate it's like, it's like the thing where poop. like the vampire works at the blood bank, kind of, you know. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I think that should be banned. <laughs> Why would they that, hire him? Make that illegal. Yeah, it wasn't uh, illegal yeah, in, I'm gonna, a, I'm in the out. hit TV show Supernatural. On, so. I gotta stand up. It's like it's like it's like if a wolf. It's like it's like if a wolf is like, I want to work at the uh, chicken factory <laughs> where they that, make the chicken. Would that work? Yeah, where they make the chickens. I want to work in God's factory. <laughs> Would, the yeah, factory in the like, sky. Uh, that would be like the the wolf being like, no, you can leave me behind with uh, the, the the crops. While you cross the while you cross the river in the yeah. rowboat. What the hell am I supposed to? I do? love rivers. Uh, rivers Cuomo, uh, fun. Uh, but anyway, uh, today we're talking about. Well, first off, I want to say that it's been fun for for these two years of like kind of diving into like how we. Get how, how we think about menswear and the things we like about it and why we like it and the simple like some of the concepts like authenticity or pov that kind of kind of guide us mm-hmm. and i think what we're kind of hinting toward in this final episode of 2022 is that i think you know we I mean, we've said it before but we think of menswear as a hobby i think it's like it's right. it's straight up it's straight up like a hobby um and that's kind of what makes it different than most people's approach to it i feel like or at least we have a lot of resistance from people who can't think of it that I, way. I well i feel like i don't know i feel like it's just um i, I would say most people into menswear would would say that it is a hobby but i i have a feeling that maybe they mean um they mean it in a slightly different way than we do or maybe they just think about it in a slightly different way because i think mostly what we're yeah. talking about is we don't we we try not to i think the 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 thing that sums this up is uh we do not let external pressure or we try not to let external pressure uh um like dictate our style like there's internal pressure right. i'd say like because it's like we want to cuz i'm hard on myself self actualize yeah. <laughs> yeah and stuff like yeah. that but um yeah you know we're so above it all that we don't even care about trends or store or we're on, we're on mount olympus yeah, we're on exactly. the top pyramid of maslow's the, hierarchy the of, of about menswear. i mean i mean that's kind of actually i don't know why we i didn't write down the, the maslow hierarchy of needs <laughs> for this because actually that kind of helps out because um yeah we were talking with henrik and i apologize for people listening if you guys watched uh my my i guess kind of one-on-one with henrik about status and culture last month or a couple of weeks ago um, we kind of do hint at this idea of like why we do think of it differently. And, and we, while he doesn't think of it as a hobby, I think he does, like Spencer said, he does agree that there's less external pressure. We don't take other people's opinions into consideration of how we uh, apply our, apply menswear. I think um, to go back to, you know, how other people might do it, I might just be projecting, but I think that the hobby for people comes in like the details of it. Like, the hobby, like the hobby, is not wearing a suit. The hobby is I get to pick the type of details on the suit because I have to wear a suit anyway. Or I think, you know, like like I think like like a, fi- a finance guy might be like, okay, well, a, a suit isn't a hobby for me because I have to wear it, but I get to 
you know, do fun things like, oh, maybe I'll make a suit with the with ring jacket, or I'll get a bespoke suit, and that's where the hobby comes out. Whereas for us, the whole like the whole thing of the suit in general is a hobby. Also, the buying of it, the details of it, and the wearing of it, because it's it's not really necessary. Yeah, I think there's another subset of people who are, are like once again would consider clothing their hobby, but are more just into like collecting objects. Like you see this a lot uh, with with watch guys, and like if you go on the Goodyear Welted subreddit, people like you know listen like you know. I have a lot of <laughs> no shoes. Offense. I know, Hold Ethan, on. you have way more shoes than me. But still, you go to the Goodyear Welted oh, yeah, subreddit or something like that, and you see people who have, like, a shoe rack of, like, two dozen fucking Allen Edmonds with different combination contrast, like, heels and laces and stitching. And it's like, at that point, it's just, you're just buying shoes because you like to buy shoes. Just or the same thing with watch subreddits where people have, like, th- like, you know, hey, no disrespect to any of our listeners who like watches. Um, because I think they have good collections, but you go on some uh, watch r- subreddits and it's people just, you know, it, basically buying the like the basic bastard <laughs> list uh, for watches. And it's because they just like buying things. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, we, that, I'd also say a, that like there's yeah. some collector mindset to us, maybe with like vintage. Oh, absolutely. I was going to get into but, that. But yeah. um, I also think it's different because we're not we're, we're not buying just to collect we're buying because you know we want to collect things that we want to wear i guess yeah i mean it, it's kind of i mean i i'm not gonna deny that the menswear is a you like a unique hobby compared to other things like i was gonna think of oh with like this watches work for the outfit repeating we're like oh i want to wear this casio today but like i really want to wear my diver so i'll wear that tomorrow and then add on infant in you know add on to infinity but then obviously the the watch itself is not changing like an outfit does so like you can technically wear this you can wear the same watch i mean or unless if you if you, if you count you know changing the band a different there watch. Are ways to yeah make it's it just more but it's like there's but, less but combinations is, with one watch than there is like with you know an outfit like a sport <laughs> yes. coat yeah mm. exactly especially if you wear ties and and different shirts yeah. like i do um but i i yeah i do agree that menswear is Oh, a, a different hobby, but I do want to like. I think the overall idea of this episode is that we want to make this distinction that, like, for us, it really is a hobby. Like, it's not. It is different than how most people conventionally look at menswear, at least that we've seen, even with our own discourse. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, and maybe and maybe why that. I is mean, because we we've well. talked we've talked about this in the episode about fitting in, and I think I mean we we both kind of agreed that. Like, I, I think that we both, uh, deep down, I think we, we, you know, we can admit that we dress because we think it, like, the way that we dress looks good, right? So it's like, you could say there is that yeah. desire to look good. But mm. as as we said before, if we wanted to, quote unquote, like, fit in or, like, maybe advance our careers by dressing a certain way, we're not necessarily doing that. Like when even if we wanted to advance our way in like the menswear world, I think we also make choices that are not popular. As the list of ins and outs, yeah, maybe have we can shown, get into the. the there's list a lot of unpopular things too. Yeah, yeah, maybe, or in the, even in the future pod. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the, also one reason why I want to make this distinction is because like we've always had like you know my my famous debates with Berkeley about like you know like the guys who buy Ludlow suits often are not the same guys who are buying ring jacket or, or even spear and mckay for example like like spear and mckay 
yes, it's practical, but I definitely think it's geared toward the hobbyist mesmer guys mm. more than, like, say, a Ludlow suit, right? Like, there's just something yeah. there that is more but, in that vein. And I think there is a distinction yeah, because between it's like, the two the, the markets. It, it's, it's one of those things where, like, unless you live in, like, Toronto or, like, one of the two places that, like, have um, Spear and McKay, like, stocked in person or whatever, um, it, it, it's going to be way easier to go to a J crew or a men's warehouse or whatever the Canadian equivalent is to buy a suit than go to uh, a place like Spear and McKay, which like probably the prices are, are relatively comparable. I don't think it's going to be that much more than like, I don't know. What does a, a Spear and McKay suit go for? Cause a J crew suit is like 700. Okay. Bucks. That's about yeah, like a J crew typical. suit, but it's like you, the, my point is yeah. like you wouldn't go like most people would not go out of their way to go to Spear and McKay versus men's warehouse or J crew to get something that's basically the same cost, but just with some extra details and you have to wait for it to get shipped yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. And whenever we talk about things of like, Oh, like lapel size or whatever, like, I feel like it, like when it comes to that or like cut, like that's definitely a hobbyist thing to think about versus like a practicality. Cause like if we were being completely honest, like you could wear anything that that's from like the mall mm-hmm. or what we wear to a job. And most places, I mean, most I've seen CEOs that, that where I've seen salespeople, marketing people, whatever, like they'll just wear J crew and it's fine. Like it's not, in fact, like we always say, like you don't want to get the men's wear disease <laughs> of, of, of thinking about it as a hobby, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, I guess the reason also why I make this, this distinction is because, like, there's a difference between, like, a film score per- or a person who's like, oh, I like that score. It's epic versus, like, a guy like, let's look at, like, the theory and, like, let's trace this uh, this this analysis of, of the thematic development and everything. And I'm like, I wish I could just think that this music was, like, pretty cool yeah. or pretty. Yeah. And that's not to say, like, you have to know it inherently. Like, you don't have, like, I don't believe in, like, the education level to get to this. That that might be up for debate. But I think it's just about, like, having a an, a very strong opinion about something that is irrelevant is kind of what makes it a hobby. That, that That's a loose definition, but it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like if you want, if you want, if you want to, you know, a, a kid to play with a toy, like you could get him a ball, right? Like that's whatever. But like, if you want to get like, oh, you got to get like this, this Luke Skywalker from like 2005, like that, you know, the obsession part of it, the absurdity, maybe the, even the, irrelevance to like actual playing like it that like that's what makes it a hobby you know? I, you know not to like kind of discount our whole point about how this is just for fun and not practical but the other thing that i've always like or not always i just guess more recently the more i like think when i when you know the more i have to think about clothes and stuff like that um i always think it's weird that there are not more guys who are into fashion as a hobby because the payoff is like you look good and feel comfortable almost all the time. <laughs> like, I don't know. That seems like a pretty good payoff. Like um, I, I, that's, that's, I think one of the reasons I continue to like clothes is because I realized, you know, again, this is a hobby, but I also realized uh, how, like how practical clothing can be, <laughs> like how much it can actually just serve you in everyday life. Um, and again, that's, that's, I think just one of the things it is, uh, still a hobby, but that, that practicality is one of the things that I like it for. I guess, I mean, to be completely fair, there's some hobbies, they might think that it says something wrong about them. Maybe like, like they, like they can admit that they, it'll enrich their life in one way, but maybe like, it's like, like, a, like there's an opportunity mm-hmm. cost, for example, it's like, like I get, I mean, first off, that's what makes it even more of a hobby to me than like practicality. Cause it's like. 
oh, I could get into playing, I don't know, Magic the Gathering, but I could also think, okay, maybe if someone found out, maybe like I would feel too like self-conscious mm-hmm. about it. Not saying that Magic the Gathering sucks, but I'm just saying like some people might not get into or, or even like, I don't know, like some guys are like hesitant to get into like anime, mm-hmm. for example, because of like, the connotations of what anime brings, even though I, try, I keep trying to get Spencer <clears throat> to finish fucking Death Note, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but maybe menswear is kind of the same way well, like you know we're like okay well i don't want to be seen as like that well, guy and not even like the suit guy it was just like an obsessive well, yeah because the other maybe. thing about like menswear versus other hobbies like you said like magic the gathering or anime is like you can be like a like a secret like anime fan or magic the gathering fan or something that's true but it's really that's difficult true. to be a secret menswear guy because you're hot like that's how you're just presenting yourself to everybody all the time. So I guess there is like maybe some more pressure. I I guess that's, you know, I I mean, we've, we're maybe getting off topic at this point, but I guess that's probably why more people are not into it just because it's this, uh, there's this like constant performance that you have to do. It's more public. Right. Yeah. Well, that's on on the kind of a related note here. The idea that men's worth a hobby is something that people get. Like I know that, as we've seen in the Discord, some people are resistant to that idea, or maybe they don't think about it the same way. But I, th- I remember, like, early days of the Discord, you know, we're talking with Kiyoshi about how, like, sometimes you have to, like, you 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 go to work to get a fit for the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you, you get your boring, soul-crushing finance corporate job so that you can wear, like, your capital pieces on, on Saturday and Sunday. And it's, like, what, what I think is interesting is that, like, First off, that creates that economy of like, okay, well, obviously your your corporate attire is not your hobby. I mean, it might involve some aspects of it, but it might not be the actual hobby that you enjoy or the part of the or the part of the hobby that you enjoy. Because you really get to do your own thing on the weekends. The difference for me and and you know, Spencer, MJ, and, and maybe some of our, our friends IRL is that that weekend thing is every day and we just kind of force other people to to view it you know it's kind of like the the, it's like the opposite where it's like you know you're on display but like i think we just kind of capitalize on that Mm -hmm. um granted i do think that most of our jobs you know all, all three of us aren't as public facing as other people so we do kind of enjoy that that privilege a little bit you know that's true I mean, I've like, like well, I, I, I have talked yeah. about. I guess now my job isn't as public facing because, as an editor, I'm not yeah. really the one, uh, for the most part, covering stories. But I will say that is like I've talked about this, right? I do have to consider that where if I'm going to be out covering something and interviewing people, then I do have to like sort of think about like, okay, I want, I need to like make this kind of impression, so this is how I should dress, right? But I think maybe the difference there is that our style is pretty all-encompassing, mm-hmm. or we like a, so, a lot of things where we're, we never feel like like we're not being ourselves. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's a version of code switching that we kind of talked about in the in the in the uh, the Discord. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I guess one one aspect of code switching is oh, I can't be myself, so I have to adopt their mm-hmm. things. But I feel like. I also still I still like t-shirts like I, I, I have no problem wearing it. So like if I if if it if the occasion had for it, I, I could make a t-shirt fit that I really enjoyed. Yeah. That is not me defaulting. I mean, I have a whole anti defaulting feel and yeah, I never feel not just inauthentic, but I never feel like I'm my fit yeah, sucks that's true. because I have to make the other person feel better. Like I, ref- I refuse to do that. Like I think that's like one of the big things. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. OK, so. Here on this this next part, did you always feel like menswear was a hobby? Like, did you like did you did it come 
into that later on or did you always like think like this is buying clothes is just a fun little silly thing that i do i think it kind of yeah i think it kind of was always like that in some aspect for me at least um i i like i've i don't know i feel like the the um it might have come kind of from the collection thing of just being like oh it's fun to have this new like a hot like this hobby of like vintage clothes that i can buy but again everything i was buying was stuff it was not like just so i can like put it on display or something it was it was all stuff that i wanted to wear um but i don't think yeah i think i think it was always like this is this is something fun that i want to do to dress the way i want mm. yeah do you think that i mean you had you had free dress in your high mm-hmm. school so like did did your clothing thing happen before? Because when did you have uniform? Like what, junior, junior high? high? Or... And then I okay. started trying to dress cool in like, uh, like sophomore or junior year or something like that. Okay, so you, it was interesting because you already had the freedom to wear what you wore. Yeah. So and guess, so before then, okay, I was so the... like before I started trying to dress cool, I was wearing like uh, plaid, shorts plaid shorts and and funny graphic <laughs> tees. So you know. Right, right. Yeah. And that's kind of like like the base level of like fashion of like, well, I like I like this mm-hmm. and it's practical because I need to wear shorts because I'm always running around with my game. Boy. Exactly. And I'm like, um, oh, this is a funny T-shirt that has like uh, Batman uh, Abraham Lincoln on it. So I, I need to I need to show people that I'm funny. <laughs> I should. Hey, I've shown you. I've showed everyone the uh, the shirt that says picture of my. Cop, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, so I'm sure that's a <laughs> Yeah. Uh, MJ, what about you? I, I mean, because you're you're kind of relatively new to this whole thing yeah. before us. Like, did you always have the, the the hobby mindset? And you also have a lot of like hobbies or things that you're into. I'm like, I'm curious about like, you know, how you how you compare it to the other things that you're mm-hmm. into as well. I mean, it was kind of <clears throat> kind of like Spencer. Um, I mean, like all the other hobbies I have were kind of um, had the same collection type of aspect to it, where it's like right like Yu-Gi-Oh cards um action figures Gundam whatever so it wasn't that hard to look at it at that perspective where it's like a bunch of different you know a collection of clothes that obviously I'm, I I want to wear um mm-hmm. also because I did start later um uh, and you know the podcast was already out the blog was already out it was easy to kind of. You tell me you haven't been a part of the podcast for since its beginning. Oh, That's kind of lore breaking. I don't know if that people knew that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was. I mean, it was. It wasn't hard for me being friends with you, you two, to kind of see that perspective. It just kind of, even without saying it, it bled over from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I. I mean, on the opposite end, like I saw how you guys did certain stuff I and mean, you guys not being Spencer, but like, like our other friends, I call them nerd friends in a very endearing way. Um, but, you know, like, like our friends who are into like cosplaying or collecting anime figures or Ash figures or, or even like, you know, we would paintball and, and airsoft, you know, like you kind of want to like, I get the whole collecting mindset, but there was always something a little bit practical, kind of, I guess figurines are harder, but like, I remember as a kid, right, where it's like, oh, like, don't. Like I want all the action figures, but it wasn't it wasn't to just have them on display. Like I wanted to I want to play with General Grievous yeah. and have the fight Obi Wan Kenobi. There was like this practical aspect of it yeah. where I'm actually using. It's, it. I want to put the Lego sets and, together to make hmm. a big Lego set, right? Exactly, exactly. And so like there's like I think that that's what makes this 
like a hobby to me is kind of like, like, like woodworking. Like it, it feels more than just a collecting thing. Like, you know, like stamps, you buy it, you put it in your folder. And what if I, I told maybe, you there's maybe the a whole website you could buy stamps, by the way? Really? Yeah, don't you hate visiting the post office? Yeah. This sounds like a, an ad segue. <laughs> it is. Oh, it yeah. is. Um, just Whoa, stamps.com. Uh, we're not sponsored uh, by that. Build a, be- build a that beautiful. Was, listen, stamps.com, if you're listening, that was a free preview of the kind of shit that, that was we really can provide. It was, it was smooth. It was yeah, smooth that's right. Spencer. Yeah, see? Smooth like the boxes that they provide and ship. <laughs> That's right. With a free, and you get a free scale with it too. A free digital. Um, here's scale. another one. You know what scares me around Halloween season? Pretend this came out at Halloween. Casper the ghost. Okay. You know what doesn't scare me? A good night's sleep. Casper mattresses. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yep. Um, what else is there? Cut it and clip it. Syndicate it. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, yeah, I um. Maybe and maybe it would stamp collecting like maybe like the practicality part is like you get to look at it you know I guess like like comic I mean well comic like books, maybe right? the practicality like, I mean, is like if you need to send out a million letters then like you're you're totally <laughs> set for life are they are they is the thing of stamps like they're always valid no, or is wait, that some like, stamps maybe, do expire but you can buy like forever stamps that don't okay I don't understand stamp collecting you gotta go to stamps.com okay. uh, anyway but yeah anyway like I I always thought like you know. And maybe I was always searching for something tangible, and we'll get into that next year. This whole this idea about you know physically, tangibly, you know, partaking in this hobby and and learning things. But I think you know when I maybe because like we uh, I I was kind of alone for a lot of this. You know, like my friends again. I said before like they would leave school right away, but I my parents wouldn't get off work till late, so they would pick me up later. Like I even though I had Yu Gi Oh cards, I had no one to like play with and i guess video games is kind of like this you know this example of, i want to i want every halo game but i also want to play it mm-hmm. you know there's a practicality but like maybe like clothing was the first one i saw that like i could be like oh i can collect and i can put it on and i can like walk around in it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like there's this it was all encompassing and I, that's what made it such a, a, a unique hobby for me and if you add on the fact that in high school because i got into vintage maybe like at the tail end of senior year in like that summertime because gatsby was like 2013 so maybe there was also like you know a little bit of like freshman year of college but i was you know wearing uniform a lot so like clothes to me was pretty practical at that point you know i i had uniform for the friday monday through friday i had jeans for jean day on certain fridays and then we had like what you had like church clothes on saturday and so like what sunday was like the only day you could wear whatever you want and you so obviously at that point when i only had like one dimension obviously it was a star wars t-shirt with plaid shorts and flip-flops like that's just what it had to be Mm -hmm. so when i got to clothing it's like okay so i can there's this thing i can collect that i like i can put it together physically on my body and i don't have like it doesn't have to be just be done like after i put it on like it's not like Oh, the Lego is done after I assemble it. I can actually, you can actually play with the Legos, right? Like the Lego part, the whole thing with Legos is it's, it's collectible because you buy each set, you get to put, the fun is in putting it together and you get to play with it. Mm-hmm. That's what made it so cool. And that's what makes it such a menswear thing for me or a menswear a hobby to me. And the best part is that it didn't matter what I wore because apparently my taste was just so good enough, at least living in SoCal. Um, that I could wear it wherever I wanted. Like, that's why with with vintage, it was never really received badly because I wore it to church first of all because like that was like what again one of the only days I could wear it, and it just looked for most people it just looks like church clothes because yeah. it's like a tie, a sport coat, and pants. So I was like, oh, it's fine, you know. 
And then like when I if if I happen to wear it outside, okay, maybe I'm just like a little preppy guy, you know, or whatever. And so it was never it was always kind of like this weird hobby that just you know, it was silly, but also it made me feel good and I could collect and I could feel obsessive about it and it was still practical because it's like okay, well, Obviously, I can't wear skinny pants because it's not conducive to what I want. Also, it's comfortable. So, like, mm-hmm. it just all came together. And and again, maybe this, like, this kind of weird costuming way of looking at it that's too similar to, like, again, buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever is what poisoned my mind into thinking it's menswear versus, like, okay, the, the conventional, you know, MFA version of, oh, I gotta get into, I gotta, I, have, I got a new job. I gotta look good for this job. What can I wear that is that can work for that and is still kind of cool or trendy Mm. like i never had that you know Mm. and so when i started working and maybe this is also good because i got into it earlier because like when i had my my uh internship or or my campus job i still look like a nice normal guy you know because i'm wearing a fucking tie and shirt (laughs) i'm wearing a polo shirt and khakis and it's like oh like you know i didn't there wasn't this whole thing of like oh I can't wear what I want because, like, I still liked a lot of stuff, so it was it was still fine. You know, maybe there's a small code switch of, like, oh, I can't wear, like, my peak lapel jacket, but it's okay because I like a plain jacket, too, or I, I still like a polo shirt and khakis with, like, penny loafers. Like, it's still it's still fine. Mm. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of, like, how it became a hobby. And, and it kind of works till today where again if i work from home and i don't have to do anything it's just you can wear whatever you want you have you have the freedom I, to just uh wear whatever yeah exactly i mean and I, and we and we have friends who are kind of similar too i mean like like you know like marco gets to wear his cool stuff to the office you know and he also gets to exude his like motorcycle stuff like his love of like leather and like I not really work where, but like pra- like more practical clothing, and he'll get to wear it with that, and he'll also combine it the way he wants to. Um, I get you know I get to be yuppie for like if I have to do like a corporate thing or appear on camera, and I can also be you know going out slouchy, hepcat forties vibes when I go out with Spencer. You know, it's like there's so many avenues for this, and I don't know. Maybe we're just like blessed to do it that mm-hmm. way. I I just I just I I guess. I wonder what it is that makes people resist to thinking of it like like a hobby. I mean, maybe it's because it's reductive. Like people think of hobbies too much as like for fun. It's like they don't. They, yeah, maybe 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 like because like they have to wear something. I think I think we've and they, we've perception of rules. We've ta- I think we've talked about this where it's like it, it always reminds me of like the thing in like uh, like on my Torah where. Um, like they he talks about how all the fashion magazines in japan in the 60s and 70s had to be like instruction manuals like how to fix a motorcycle basically Mm. um because there just wasn't the same culture of having like just creative hobbies like that um and i think that attitude has spread everywhere now (laughs) where i don't know like like it's like hustle culture stuff where it's like everyone's hobbies are Uh, just stuff that it's like my hobby is you know fucking nft trading or like working out or something which like you know some of the like having hobbies that are just supposed to improve yourself is great but i don't know i i don't like i feel like i feel like people might think that fashion is like oh like silly or frivolous or something it's like why are you dressing like for fun when you can be dressing to get a girlfriend or become the CEO of your company or something. Um, and you know, <laughs> kind of sad, 
Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that too. I feel like also most people's hobbies are, again, super insular. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, maybe that's because menswear isn't as <laughs> private as other things, you know? But I mean, there's a whole, the whole aspect about community because it's like, you know, like wearing cosplay, like it makes more sense, I guess, if you wear it within the context of a convention or something mm-hmm. or a gathering. And I guess menswear does make more sense. It's like if you're in New York and you're going to like a rowing blazers party or something. But maybe there's the whole standing out aspect where like we're okay with taking it out of the context. Maybe people, most people like hobbies, they, they stay within the context. Like that, that, Maybe that's what makes it a hobby. But I don't know, maybe it's because we've met people who do their hobbies out, you know, we're like, I think it's like, it's like being at the film, mm-hmm. like, and not that film movies, but like photographing film, like, yeah, like, like, okay, photography as a hobby doesn't mean you have to always just shoot, like, posed models, right? Like, you can, you can also just, I, I can get in, I can do film photography of like my friends when we're hanging out, and it doesn't have to be like a produced photo shoot. Like, that's, like, that's, I mean. It may, I mean, maybe people don't want to think of photography that way, but I do it that way. Like I, I get to like take the photo I like. I get to do the whole thing of editing, and I can take it out wherever I want. Well, I think like that's what makes it. I think maybe like there is a good kind of comparison between being into like classic menswear in the same way that we are, and being into film photography versus like re- regular digital photography. Because I'm not saying that like one is better than the other, but like film photography, that is like a deeper level of commitment obviously yeah. than just getting into regular film yeah. photography because then all of a sudden rather than just like you know getting a memory card and shooting like a thousand photos or something then all of a sudden you have to take into account like how many shots your role has you actually have to buy the film and then if you're really deep into it you have to develop the film itself and expose yourself to like fucking dangerous chemicals and stuff like that where and right, right. like the payoff is not really that much greater than uh, well, like I'm not saying like maybe to the photographer it is, but like, like you know, come on, like between between I'm I, I feel like I'm I'm losing the point here, but I'm just saying that um, <laughs> if we wanted to just be if we just wanted to like buy suits from Macy's or something and then like get them tailored and go on TikTok and you know like or whatever we could do that but we're not into that like we wanted to we want to take things deeper we want to take things to like a, a step further right well i think maybe this is like the whole idea that that this thing this this art form and we'll get into like how creative menswear is for mm-hmm. us um like maybe it's because like there are people who use it for not like not monetary gain but like it, it's monetized yeah. you know what i mean like there's like a there's like a there's like a a traditional status achieving part of it like like when i say oh i'm, a, I'm in photography like oh yeah like what do like what do you shoot i'm like i don't know my friends like i don't, I don't really have like i'm not like a i don't do product photography i mean i can mm-hmm. i just like it's, it's not like my job or like i don't do i don't do like dedicated portrait sessions you know it's like i'm not it's literally for fun like i, I i'm and maybe for most people like putting all of that effort into something that, that that doesn't really give them anything else other than like a personal enjoyment um is a little bit odd because mm. i have done that before we're like oh i spend so much money on film like i mean the poll i mean for two years i spent so much money on film and i put it into like my photo album and they're like well why like you're not even doing like model shoots you're not getting i'm like so mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know what the big deal is like like isn't that like a waste of film or a waste of time like i, I mean it's, not really like i got what i like yeah, out of it again you know? it's just showing like the extra passion it's just showing that yeah you want to go the step deeper 
Yeah. So maybe we can talk about about like how much of this is like a creative hobby for us because I think maybe that's what the like the missing aspect is like it, that's what makes it more than just like collecting Legos, right? Like, like I mean, I like the collecting Legos is cool. We get to make, but there's also the other other aspect of like doing mocks, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you can take sets, use it for like you know, take it for parts, and then like make your own thing. And and you take a pit, uh, a photo of it, which could be like a fit pic, and like you know you post it. And I think you know maybe I've always done that. So like I thought of were in that way. Like I, like I again, unfortunately, I had a 1997 Lego X Wing, mm. one of the, you know the original one, the gray one. That's like probably like maybe like sixty bucks now if you find it sealed or whatever. But I early on I cannibalized it because I needed gray like wedge parts and like the you know everything. So I, I made some stuff with it, and like that like that that to me is like a little bit creative it's not like the same thing as like a, it's not a fine art but it is something that i can i can do that like you know makes things interesting for me that more than just just a collecting aspect uh-huh. of it you mm-hmm. know um i don't know what what do you guys think like i mean i know that you guys think it's creative yeah. but like i'm what, curious like what your actual thoughts on the creativity of like a mentor hobby um what i mean one of the things that like i i think like menswear is maybe um that's where all of my other creative interests like kind of like uh run to i guess like run into you know like um like you know any anything like you know when with uh like any of my other interests like movies or history or whatever um i think that also that just kind of gets like that energy gets channeled into menswear because i i do think it's creative but you know i've like I don't know. This might be. Uh, I've I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know what it says about my psychology, but like before, I was like into like fashion, like you know, like before I was into dressing the way I am now, like you know, uh, like a like a random guy from like 1946. I like to dress like a a random guy from like 1746 because I liked wearing like pirate clothes and stuff like that. Like I would just like dress up like a Hell pirate yeah, for fun at home. And it was like the thing that I did when I was like reading about, you know, like pirates in my in my books or watching movies like the Muppets Treasure Island or whatever. Um, and it's like now I like, again, I don't know what it says about my psychology, but now I'm basically doing the same thing when I'm like reading, like when I'm reading about um, about like the past and like reading about these like, you know, these figures from the 20th century or like and i'm watching movies now like i was watching this documentary about the newport film festival from 1967 and i just kept pausing to like look at people's outfits and stuff like that and so it's like yeah i i don't know i think it's always just been kind of the same motivation of like um the things that i'm interested in i kind of want to visibly display (laughs) i guess like i want to i want to oh yeah yeah. there's something kind of like slightly narcissistic Mm -hmm. about it where like you kind of just do it and something not unrelated but i'm like maybe we're just blessed with like being able to get into this at such an early yeah. age where it kind of defines who we are as adults versus like oh getting to mentor as an adult where you have like different stakeholders uh-huh. so like it, it is harder whereas like if you were like if you were a kid as like a cosplay or like you just like that as you get older people just know that about you so it makes it easier for you to be a cosplayer even if it is still weird for some people like it's too late yeah. right but like if you were getting into cosplay at 30 i could definitely see a lot of people be like oh i don't know if i could actually yeah. do this you know but yeah I, so I, but it, well no yeah. what were you gonna say 
I was gonna say like maybe you, man, if you met us back when you were in high school or earlier, maybe you would have been a cosplay. You would have yeah. been the white guy hanging out with the Asians. Yeah. You, you would have been the honorary Asian. <laughs> but actually, Spencer, I don't mean this in the. And this is kind of an insult, okay. but I can't. I can't say as a cosplayer, but I do think that if you had less cool friends, you might have been a steampunk oh, guy. God. I definitely maybe. can kind of see could it. Have happened. I, I mean. <laughs> Um, yeah. Or a rockabilly guy. Um, I'm like, that unfortunately, too. I'm like seventy percent of the way to a rockabilly guy. I just don't. I just don't. He's um, not going to admit it. Hang yeah. out with them. But if you still had hair, you'd have a pompadour yeah, exactly. all the time. No, but I think I. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a cinematic dressing episode where it's like, you know, again, I was just kind of into, uh, like, I, I always had fun doing theater in high school, like the stage where. Um, because at least in my high school, like you, you did kind of get like to help pick out um, like your costume, um, like costuming. Like you would work. Yeah. Like obviously there was like a costume director who was usually just like the director's daughter or something. She would come in, but you would like cons- you would like get to consult, or maybe it was just me because I was like into clothes. But I was like, I would always like get to consult what the character would wear, and I always thought that process was really fun. And so again, now it's just kind of like coming up with the idea of like what I want to look like in the morning and creating a costume for that character. Um, and that's, I think, where the the creativity, that's like, that's where it's... And yeah, it's like yeah. a hobby thing, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, MG, what about you? Like, where does the creativity, like, uh, do you think of this menswear thing as a creative hobby? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going back to like our, our Lego um, example. It's kind of just like taking the bits and pieces that you like or that you need and kind of putting your yeah. um, your own perspective or your own spin on it. Um, I think, well, this might be lost on like our uh, our listeners. Um, I think you guys will get it. Cause, Do like, it, alienate them. Like, you know how when you're playing a video game and you're kind of like, okay, the mechanics of this game is like in this box, but like maybe I can like play it like this way over here to like yeah, to like yeah, be yeah different yeah. or like this character like in a different way so it's kind of like the same thing where it's like we have the same tools or the same resources the same uh, similar pieces right right but like we we want to make it go towards like a certain direction or yeah i mean that's a good point maybe maybe like creative might be i know that that can be kind of triggering for some people like oh it's not like you know you're painting i get i get it i know but maybe like when i say creative i just mean like like it's it there are personal choices yeah. still involved and I think that's what makes it like the idea of that intentional thing is kind of creative because like you're deciding on doing something that's maybe outside, like I'm just outside the bounds. Because it's like, I mean, we all know the meta from Warzone 1, but we still pick guns because we cool. like them and yeah. think they're cool. Yeah. And we just, and like, I don't care if my thing, the, the time to kill is higher. <laughs> I, I want no, to remember, use this gun, do you remember man? when we went in the uh, Airsoft store and like, at, like we went into the Evike, like before we had, uh, <laughs> before like one of our first, I get, well, this is still like the only one that I've been to, but I guess one of the first like matches we did and we kept asking for all yeah. like the retro, like World War II like or like, and, like yeah, yeah, anything with like, f- like wood furniture and, and steel yeah. and he was like these all suck yeah. why don't you just get an m4 or something yeah why don't you yeah, just like, get like, like, they're gonna they're gonna jam up like a lot or like you know they're gonna be too heavy and that's like but they're <laughs> they cool, look so man. much cooler than like an m4 <laughs> that's what i'm saying and it's like it'd be like, it's like you know like it'd be cool if you like were wearing that or had that stuff when you're out in like the fucking field in the desert like it's just like yeah i get it like you can't put like a holographic sight on the thompson uh-huh. But I, I would, I if I could, I'd run up there with my like, 
with the fucking yeah. Thompson machine gun, dude. That'd be fucking or sick, Or dude, that man. MP40 with the word furniture, that thing is still... Oh, that was one of the best, best stories. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like I was, I, you know, again, this is not Airsoft talk, but I, you know, one of my favorite guns is like the Mauser C96, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the uh, Han Solo gun, or the wild dog gun because that's what he yeah. uses baby and like the guy was like dude any guy like that i've i've like that has bought this and brought it to a battle it's literally like, exploded because like the the wood like just like it just the repeated movements and you know and putting all of like the mechanics into this like old frame or whatever it just doesn't really yeah. it doesn't really work and i'm like but it's the coolest gun you yeah. have <laughs> like i can't um but yeah I, I like that idea you know of like kind of taking these things because it's like obviously there are conventional ways to wear things or, or just, or just types of garments that just are more conducive for like regular, you know, regular attire, whatever that means to mm-hmm. people. And like consciously making a choice to do it in some other way. Like obviously there's going to be overlap. Like, yeah, we still wear gray pants yeah. with a Navy yeah, jacket, yeah. but it's not going to be I'm like not saying that people yeah. are going to look at us and be like, Whoa, that guy's crazy for wearing, you know, that shirt with those pants. It's just like, it's more like for us or, you know, those yeah. who know yeah and that's like the like the biggest thing because it's it's like me with film scoring we kind of talked about this in, in the music episode but like again my biggest hobby as i guess outside of like legos and like playing video games or whatever it was like composing music and that as much that was like largely for me like to kind of prove that i like it and it's the music is like clothing where like if you listen to my music you'll know what i listen to as inspiration you know like 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 if you look at my style be like oh yeah he probably looks at drake's or bryceland's or looks at old mid-century movies or has you know like maybe there's like some like y2k corporate guy attire in there and it's like yeah like that's kind of the point you know like i i'm i'm publicly showing what i like and it's like you know when when mg listens to one of my pieces and he can he can tell when a trumpet run is coming like you know like like you can just you just know and if you go and you'll be like, well, that's just, that's the John Williams showing through. Right. Or if I, if I layer an electric guitar over the low strings, okay, that's Hans Zimmer for you, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's an exercise for me to internalize what I like, but it's also like, I just, you know, I play it also mm-hmm. like my music, I put it out there, you know, like on SoundCloud, people don't listen to it. Cause like the algorithm does not favor film score. But if you, if, if I'm driving you, you're listening to my music. <laughs> like it just, like and so it's kind of the same thing with clothing where like if you're around me you're gonna see my fit like i don't care what you think like i don't like other like you know whatever you know and yeah i get it like i wouldn't maybe i wouldn't play my music openly at the office like that makes it different but bear with me guys like come on (laughs) um but how about this how about we finish off with how like what steps do we take to make it independent to like keep it like a, a hobby hobby like like you know, like I like we said earlier at the top, like you know, we don't take a lot of outside input. Like, what does that mean for you exactly, Spencer? Uh, um, that's kind of hard because I feel like the only, like the only outside pressure I ever had was like when I first got into it and I wanted to like impress. Um, <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. All the much older people at like vintage events and stuff like that. Oh, the, hey, you, you, the, you want the esteem and yeah, status of those exactly. Guys. But after that, I mean, like honestly, even before then, like I still like most of the time when I was when I was dressing up, I wasn't seeing vintage people. I was seeing like people in my high school, like you know, I was seeing people in fucking right. AP history class or whatever. Um, yeah, and so I I don't know. I would like I would mostly say that like for the like for the most part, I've just never had that external pressure. So it's not like a step of like turning it off. It's just 
Um, and even then, like, again, at, for your younger age, your stakeholders are a lot as much as like, oh, your coworkers, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you don't want like, now you're, you're probably know, like, if you got a job, if you were an intern right now, and you, you know, you were military Jackson, you got a job, people would probably know you as like, oh, you're the guy who likes milk, yeah. you know, like, as opposed to like, you know, you were, you were like the guy wearing like mall clothes, and all of a sudden you walk in wearing like a fucking jungle jacket and aviators, uh-huh. and you're like, whoa, who the hell is this guy? Like, you, you. Because, I mean, luckily, because of how long you've been into it, you don't you can take that pressure off. Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's it's um, it's nice. Like most of the time, literally, like, you know, we've talked about this, but it is nice. Literally, most of the time, not thinking about what I'm wearing, <laughs> like when I'm yeah, when I'm standing yeah. around and wearing something like fucking like, you know, camo pants or something, which um, I don't know, like a lot of guys wear like camo joggers, but, you know, camo pants is kind of like a, a bolder choice i've been thankful i haven't seen that less lately that's pretty probably yeah thing. but you know it's like one of those things where it's like stuff that i used to think yeah. was like oh is this too bold or is this too like out there now i can wear it and just like not like think about what i'm wearing like i just don't yeah. I, that's also like a like an example of like personal mm-hmm. taste too i think it's just honing it in better uh i mean because it's like i think not to go off topic but there's a lot of things we think are cool but maybe we just didn't know how to do it back yeah. then like I, I always like wearing purple jackets, but maybe like the way I, I mean, and I think I wore it with gray trousers. So I kind of knew what I was doing back then, but like, I think after I got rid of it because I literally outgrew it, I was able to come back to it with like purple cord. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, purple cord's mm-hmm. awesome, you know. And it, it just kind of made sense, you know. Um, and might be more wearable than like a single-breasted peak lapel jacket. Although, if I could, I would definitely have like a '30s cut purple peak single breast peak lapel suit or even a db i'd have it all baby like it's hard i like everything yeah um but what about umj what like how do you you know how do you wrestle with keeping it like like a, like a personal thing like it's influenced by majority yourself right um i mean like i don't know if there's like a necessarily good or one answer for it but i think it boils down to um just having fun with it Cause like, um, as long as you do it for yourself, like I feel like that's the, the you know, I don't want to say end all be all, but like you know, if you're if you're doing it for yourself, like that's the that's the important part. Right. I know we talked about like um, you know, being influenced by our, like our circles and stuff like that, but there they're not and i would say the three of us are you know are all on the same page they're not dictating the way that we choose our clothes or buy stuff right mm-hmm. um yeah it doesn't really operate on their on their esteem like again like i've said um i i don't care if a fit pick doesn't break 300 or whatever i'm gonna post it anyway yeah. <laughs> you know and, like like not to yeah i mean it's not necessarily a call out and i'm sure nobody like this listens to us but like you know hype beasts and sneaker heads kind of like they all kind of just like run to the same trends and drops mm-hmm. and stuff like that like i mean that's that's the whole like point or the whole uh beginnings of the term i mean right? yeah flexing flexing is like a different aspect of hobby which i guess sometimes we kind of do but not in the same way like there's usually like scarcity involved with flex with, with most flexing yeah um, which I guess makes sense from like a wealth and like, accessibility standpoint. But like for us, flexing is more so like, oh, we just like it's something that anyone can buy. Like you just have to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, like I'm not I'm not like my ring jacket. You can still I mean, drop 93 is still there. You can buy literally you, 
you can still buy a lot of what I own, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that hard. So it's it's not really, to me, it's not like a true flex versus like if someone was able to wear like something Gucci, I'm like, well, that's kind of a flex because like that's expensive and scarce and I, you know, whatever. Accessibility is not there. Yeah. I guess like I maybe it. there's some flexing and like the if you know, you know kind of kind of stuff with our clothes. But that's not like, but we, it's not even like gatekeep because it's like if you ask us, we will yeah. tell you where yeah. we got this. Because like, also <laughs> in kind of like the, uh, uh, what we were saying like the scale or like the tiers of like how much that matters it's it's not up there so yeah i mean again it doesn't matter like a guy could wear my exact outfit and they probably won't because no one <laughs> does this like we've said that before but like i'd probably be like oh cool i wouldn't be mad yeah yeah i'd be kind of like i'd be well i'd be more concerned with how they got there or how they yeah well anytime like if i ever see someone in like some old mill syrup or whatever i'm like oh hey that's cool like i'm excited to talk to someone who like like knows about it and one time it kind of backfired because i saw someone uh like i saw a girl on campus wearing like a jungle jacket and i was also wearing a jungle jacket and i'm like oh that's cool and i was like it's and she was like she's just like oh i just got this at buffalo like i don't know <laughs> like oh, and it's I like am. hey there's it's, it's it. not that there's anything wrong with getting a jungle jacket at buffalo versus like a flea market um but uh she did not want to talk about the jacket at all i wasn't even trying to start a conversation <laughs> i'm trying to defend myself now because i'm realizing i'm describing it bad i was literally just like hey same jacket and she was like i got this at buffalo and that was it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say I, I think I, mean, I avoided that scenario. Like yeah, like I saw somebody at on my campus that was wearing uh, they were wearing like a uh like a green jumpsuit, like you know like our, yeah, our yeah. green jumpsuit, and I was wearing the uh, I was wearing the jungle jacket. I was just like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look, <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna look at them from well, afar. I've got I've got I've got two anecdotes uh for you guys on this, um. There was one time I was at a menswear event. I was talking to this guy. It's like, yeah, you know, it's fun to be like a young guy into menswear. I'm like, yeah, me too. And he's like, yeah. And we're suddenly like, yeah, we're kind of a common. He goes, yeah, but I'm not like those like fucking losers who just wear like sneakers all the time. Like, I think that that's so stupid. And I'm like, oh, he's one of those guys. Like, oh, he thinks he's better just because he's wearing a suit. Yeah. Like, damn it. Like, I don't want to be associated with yeah, this. Yeah. The other one is sometimes when you can clearly be more into it than someone else and they still talk to the person who's not into it. And I, I say this because. There's no offense to our friend, but he isn't as like super into our clothes as we are. But he was wearing something that looked like a Palm Beach jacket. And this guy who's wearing head-to-toe vintage, and I'm there in head-to-toe vintage yep. too, but he talks to our friend who is wearing like the fast fashion version of whatever this is. It's not, it's not even fast fashion version. It's, it's, it wasn't even saying it was just like something that, that it's like a chore coat in like a in like a fucking like knit fabric that looks kind of like Palm Beach, mm-hmm. and I'm there wearing like a sport shirt with like jeans and a fedora, and the guy wearing a fedora and a spear point collar talks to the guy wearing Uniqlo, and he and he's like, oh, is this blank? And and our friend didn't really know how to describe it, and then I kind of jump in to talk about it, and the guy goes, no, I'm talking to this yeah. guy, and I'm like, okay, fuck off, like so it's it's crazy. I mean, and, you know, it's funny that even if I'm like super into it, they'll talk to someone else. Like you know, it's crazy because well, I think that's, that's like fine. it's like one of the vintage guys where it's like, oh, if you're not wearing a suit, they don't care. They're like only into the vintage suits, and we've talked mm-hmm. about this. How there's some, yeah, um, there's some vintage collectors who will look really good in like 19, you know, 40s suits, but as soon as they try to wear anything else, they look like trash. Like even if it's they're trying to approximate yeah. like vintage casual wear, they'll somehow look bad doing it. 
Right. I think it's kind of fun. I mean, on that note, like I think being around those vintage people was formative. Like it was like that they would wear it all the time. And especially if you read the book, I am dandy, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we might cover at some point, but like these guys like live it. Like it's a hobby and it's practical because they actually wear it out. Mm-hmm. And maybe again, these guys have developed their taste over years. And so they're comfortable like being out there. Like, and again, being the book, like being a dandy is like kind of being like unbothered by other people's opinions. So it's like, it kind of just goes hand in hand. Like again, there's not a lot of like corporate regular guys in that book no. anyway. Um, but it does it does make sense where like, you know, if we were around that and like obviously some guys like, yeah, they would be like, I don't know, like they'd be set designers and like that kind of like works with like wearing kind of fun vintage clothing or something. Um, but then of course there's some people who like are really into the hobby, but they can only wear it on weekends, which I think is kind of yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. But like but like that that does happen. Mm-hmm. But I so, mean to like, go back to like the idea friends, of like I, I feel like we had friends who they, they worked completely like regular accounting jobs, but they would still go in wearing like 1910s era suits. Um, like, did yeah, maybe they've like resigned their fate a little yeah. bit, you know, like, I mean, no offense to this person I'm thinking, but he lives in like the Valley. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking like, you know, like the, like the San Fernando Valley. And he worked at like some local, like five person, like not even H and R block, just like some random thing. And it's like, no offense to that guy, but he probably also knew like that's what his life was gonna be, and so, and, and if he and if and if he found a place that accepted that, he's fine yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that menswear, the way that we are into it, are is kind of a bit is a little bit poised by the fact that some the thing stuff that we like maybe is a bit more expensive, and so the guys that are into it maybe have more stakeholders, like they work in traditional jobs or you know like finance or whatever, and so they're they're stuck into it, um, and so they have they have to a little bit be a little bit more careful with how they present themselves for fear of losing something and that, that, that hey that that's fine but i guess but that's what makes it that's what takes it out of being just a hobby mm-hmm. which is sad like not sad for like not the person side, but like i think that that's unfortunate and so to go back to me um as i always do um but i when i think about like separating myself from other people i feel like me leaving men working in menswear as like a full-time job was so important for me because i actually did not like the fact that what I wore could be excused by my job. Hmm. Like the, I like, Oh, like what if I go, Oh, I work in menswear. Oh, okay. I get it. Like you, you can do that. I'm like, well, fuck off. I'd wear this even if I didn't work in menswear. You know what I mean? Like I, I wanted to be able to say that. And I didn't say I quit my job. I, in fact, it was quite the opposite because of COVID, but I, the separation of, of like my, my career or my, or let's say stakeholders and my attire freeing myself from that was like the best feeling because it just proves that this whole thing is purely for myself you know and it's the same thing also kind of similarly where like when i talked to josh gooch and he was like yeah i i wear like my my flat caps and my leather jackets my big high-waisted pants when i go on dates because like why not and we're like oh yeah okay so like why can't i wear you know a cotton suit with a beret on on a first date with a girl because it's like might as well just lean into it so like i i i want to I don't want to say it's it's more of a I guess maybe the, the for the later distinction would be like oh is it a hobby or a lifestyle mm. I don't know what a men, I don't know what quote a menswear lifestyle is because I don't you know the stereotypical Negroni you're not, stuff you're not alive. apply to me <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm I'm dead I'm warm bodies yeah. <laughs> remember that movie of course I do um but like yeah I I I wanted to just be considered just a hobby like I do it because it's fun it's it's literally just like my film photography it's just like me writing music it's just like you know 
I guess it's a little bit different than the more, of the more consumption based stuff of like, oh, my hobby is watching movies or buying Star Wars figures. Like, I think like, you know, if I wanted to, like, I could make it more practical. Like, oh, I watch movies, but I also like to make movies, you know, or like, oh, I buy action figures, but I also like to photograph dioramas with those ones. Like, I feel like there's always a way I could do it. And of course, if I did everything, I'd be so exhausted. But But clothing, I think, is the closest thing I have to that where... The participation is obsessive, but it's also malleable and tangible and creative and intentional and practical for what my life does, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I can't imagine being so self-conscious if I just work from home and then occasionally go to a coffee shop, like might as well put my hobby with me, you know, Mm -hmm. I've, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I like it when guys talk about their hobbies and actually do something with it. Um, or I guess not that they do something with it. I'm like, when it's tangible, like there are guys who collect vintage synths, mm-hmm. but then there's a difference between like a museum and then guys who are like, oh, I'm going to, I bought this vintage synth and I'm going to fucking plug it in and see what the fuck sounds come out of it and make a song. You know, I think, I think that's super cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like how some musicians, again, like, I mean, I guess it's the same analogy, but like, you know, like, oh, like I have different you know types of 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 um like saxophones because they all produce different sounds and it's not just like oh i play it like i want to record a song with this because i want to i want to capture the essence of this particular item and use it into something that i can create you know so like yeah i can buy a belt back just to look at it but also like i want to i want to interact my belt back with my custom trousers or i this brocade tie is beautiful but i also want to wear it with a 1960s ocbd like i that to me is the interesting part also that that makes the whole thing a hobby mm-hmm. um and i and i want more people to think of things like that you know and if that just means that you have like one day a week where you get to fully be yourself i think you should take advantage of it and not to say that our listeners don't do that but i i obviously think that it's the ideal world is where your, your stakeholders are unaffected by your choices mm-hmm. you know and it is sad or unfortunate that menswear is so public. Like you can't, you can't be a secret furry, or you know, you can't really be a secret menswear guy. Um, <laughs> secret but hey, you can't I mean, be a secret menswear prop- furry. <laughs> but hey, props to the. I went to this. I went to Barcadia, which I guess it was on Halloween, technically, or around the Halloween weekend, and. Yeah, you could be the sexy, you know, little riding hood or a, or a sexy... I mean, there's a lot of anime characters, guys, that are, like, shirtless yeah. that are just, like, ferment a thirst trap. But I saw some furries at the local bar, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I'm glad that you get this opportunity to kind of live your truth. And uh, as we said, ben, I mean, hey, bespoke suits or furry suits are technically bespoke. They're made for your body, <laughs> yeah, that's baby. Right, that's right, that's right. Hey, shut up, boop them, snoot them. Which, uh, if you had to get a fursuit done by any of the Savile Row tailors, who would you go to? Henry Poole? I mean, Anderson Shepard for Anderson those. Anderson and Shepard? I mean, you know, <laughs> come on, that's that's the basic answer. But hey, I mean, you gotta go with the classic, yeah. right? Do you think the Kingsmen? Yeah, what would the, what would the Huntsmen? Yeah, the yeah, Huntsmen. The Huntsmen. No, I'm, I'm talking about Kingsmen, because I want to see weapons in there. I want to see a fursuit that like has a poison-tipped claw or something. What's so funny is, I mean, again, I mean, I'm like outed as a furry at this point, but it's like, <laughs> like the the uh, the the crossover between like furries and then like militia people are kind. It's kind of there. Like, there's a lot of like furries who are like have like military stuff, which I think is kind of. If you go on the like, airsoft subreddit, you do see a lot of inter intersections between the two. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's weird. It's supposed to be about sex, man. Come on. <laughs> 
don't poison my my thing with uh with just the are you gum. okay i wasn't sure if you were saying that the airsoft is poisoning furry dumb or if the furries are poisoning airsoft but you're saying that the air, airsoft is bad for furries exactly okay, okay. Exactly. yeah that's my stance on yeah it. you can put guns with everything else <laughs> yeah um but anyway i i hope that everyone else kind of sees our mindset on this and and uh, I think it's important to talk about this because, yeah, I think it, we do we do see this a little differently than than at least most conventional people who get into menswear, you know. And I think that this hobby aspect is probably one of the reasons why a lot of our friends are able to kind of uh, glean something from us, you know. Like there is a similar obsessive. I mean, that's why MJ got into. It. Like I'm sure he was like, oh yeah, like this is like, you know, the same way we like we collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards mm-hmm. to also play with them and you know play against each other mm-hmm. is the same thing with men's. We're like, oh. We're not just buying it just to buy it. Like we're, we want to wear it out and like have fun and combine it with different things. You know, am I right, MJ? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, but like, you know, like guys, like um, uh, like Adam. Oh man, take a shot. Oh, it's the first shot you've had to do in a while. Oh. Man, my god. Um, but like, yeah, like you, like the guys that, that we've interacted with in person have kind of seen it in a similar way, and it's also not surprising that people who maybe don't get into it the way we do just don't see it that way you know mm-hmm. like oh i i i i dress primarily for work or i dress primarily for for dates or or for whatever and that's fine too like i mean everyone has their own reasons their own status reasons for dressing but if we if you have hobbies that are similar to this and you look at clothing in this way it's also not surprising that the choices you make are probably similar to uh-huh. ours like it just it just kind of makes sense that this menswear hobbyist kind of goes this way and maybe while well, someone who is more practical focused goes in another direction you know that there's there's, there's, it's not surprising that we're, we're not minimalists. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of funny that, like, when you like this stuff, it's kind of like when you collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you probably have a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Hmm. It kind of just makes sense. Yeah. Like, and, and then, like, you don't, like, yeah, you might get rid of something. Like, oh, what if you think of, oh, instead of getting rid of this card, I can just make a deck for this particular card. And then that goes up. It's the same thing of, of, like, Warzone loadouts. Like, yeah, we have our favorite gun, but, like, okay, if you want to, to do this gun, we can make a load up for that gun. We have these attachments. This goes on for, for forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like related, related to the in and out list. This is why our in list is a lot bigger because <laughs> we just, when we like something, we find a way to make it yeah. work. And it just and becomes. As I've thing. said, I've always just thought it's weird. <laughs> like the, the, the way my mindset is, I mean, again, like this is, I think, probably coming from being someone who is so interested in like specifically vintage clothing. But I'm like, for for the most part style choices don't go like bad like they don't they don't spoil or anything it's like you know for the most part things can maybe be like played out like i don't know there are songs that i like that i listen to too many times and don't listen to as much anymore but i still think it's like a good song for example and in the same way i think like sure you can get tired of like western stuff if you see like everybody wearing it or if you go through like a big western phase or something but i don't think the the reaction needs to be it's like oh well now like western wear like isn't cool or something i st- i feel mm. like it's still cool maybe you just either you personally need a break from it or you need to try to find some way to incorporate it another way but i mean we talked about this in the archiving episode and especially now that i'm going it always comes yeah, back I'm baby going through yes. and all this stuff that i bought in like high school and then early college which i stopped wearing for a couple of years it's like finding its way back into my wardrobe i'm like finding new ways to wear it i, I- 
and I, I think again, this is you know we got to wrap up because that this is this is a future topic about lists and in and out lists. But I do think for you specifically, Spencer, it's not that those clothes became played out; it's that you found other clothes. Yeah. And like it just it just and and, and to hey to give credit to to my my thing, you just haven't gotten back to the archive yet. Like you're just you're wearing your new stuff, and you know you'll get there. Mm-hmm. You know if you had unlimited time and, and like you know like with watches it's like yeah i get that one watch like might not go with the outfit but like if i could i'd wear all my watches you like know, I, I i if i could i'd wear everything all the yeah. time but i can't yeah and I, I i like to wear my one thing like one outfit a day kind of a thing so it's like i'll get there when i get there and sometimes the list just gets longer of the backlog and so i'll get there but like it's because i think a lot of things are cool mm-hmm. and that's kind of the whole thing about the hobby like i again i didn't throw i didn't throw throw away my exodia cards when i got tune cards i just started you i just started playing with my tune cards but i still like exodia mm. like or or like you know like i'll i mean it's just phases where like i thought that i hate quick scoping it's like okay maybe I, i'm gonna try using this submachine gun class and then i'll break out the the, the quick scoping class when i feel like it but like you know i don't know like you just it's not that hard and that's what makes the whole thing a fucking hobby where like it's all just additive you know you just keep adding to it i don't yeah, I don't. Maybe it's because we don't really outgrow things. Because maybe when we got into it, the the uh, the purchasing power was smaller. So like, if we are able to achieve it, we're not getting rid of it because it took too much of yeah. us to get it. You well, know. Because the other thing, especially with vintage, is like the prices have gone up like what, like two hundred percent probably since when we were buying them like five yeah. or six years ago. Yeah. So I I keep looking back and I have all these like. I remember when you could used to get like plain rayon sport shirts for like 20 bucks, like 20 bucks each. Remember that? And mm. I, my, yeah, because yeah, well, yeah, now my biggest regret is yeah. Like not buying all of those when they were so cheap before they all became like $200. Yeah. I think it's funny. It's funny that like our, our mentality now is like, Oh, we can't, it's not that we want to capitalize it. It's that we should have capitalized on it. Before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's, cause we still like it. We still like, it doesn't matter if it's popular. We want, we want more of it, uh-huh. baby. Come on. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I hope that this conversation was, was enlightening for you guys. And I think one part we didn't get to touch on was, you know, the evangelism part of hobbies where if you just like it a lot, you might just be around people who just get that from you. Like, I mean, like I got more into like my anime because of being around MJ and, and, and Scott and everything. And it's not because like I thought it was cooler. Like there was a way to gain status or there, but it's like, Oh, I can see the enjoyment it brings them and like what they get from it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that could be the same thing from the people who are around us. And like, we're just naturally charismatic and just people just like our clothing, you know, of course we know people don't like it. I'm saying like, if you ask us, there's a chance you do, you, you do like it. Yeah. Um, I think I think any hobby can be like that. You know, like there's kind of like a, and sometimes the community aspect is retroactive, right? Like, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh on its own and I didn't know that you could go to card shops and play against people until way later because I just, it was purely an insular thing, you know, and maybe, and maybe this is my whole thing of like, we, we talked about this with Henrik, you'll have to listen to like the whole like Christian background of like, you know, being relegated and, and like siloed off. But like, I think getting into this as a young age where you're not exposed to the world kind of reinforces the idea that it is a personal hobby mm-hmm. and you know, that, that there's a, that, that common, like, idea that like oh you you as a young person you you develop your musical taste and it just doesn't change i think that's the same thing with with kind of clothes or just with hobbies um not to say that you can't get more hobbies later but it's that, that usually the things you like will stick with you and that's kind of where we lucked out where again i'd rather be teased for Oh as a kid than being like a 40 year old 
lawyer who is too scared to go to a card shop because he thinks he's above it. Like I think it's it's it, we're pretty lucky to have gotten it young to got into it younger. Mm-hmm. And hey, if there's a forty year old guy who likes Yu Gi Oh, I mean, like, hey, you should do it. Maybe like, like hang out with us. And you'll you'll feel more empowered. You know, just like with menswear, right? Like we know we we it, it, we we did have the faux menswear trauma early on, <laughs> and now we we've gotten over it where it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And you know, if you want to come to an event that we we're at. We'll gas you up, man. Like you know, we'll, we'll try and reinforce your choices so you don't feel fucking weird. Because mm-hmm. um, you should, you should, you should. Not you shouldn't yeah, do you it. Should you should feel, feel good. You should feel good about this whole menswear hobby because it it is. And, and maybe maybe if you don't think of it this way, maybe you should because that way it'll feel more empowered and more interested in, in making these choices and kind of just you know going all in in a sense mm-hmm. of of just of self expression. Um, Hashtag all in. Yeah. Go all in, Hashtag baby. All in. Um, and speaking of guys all in, there's a couple of people who have gone all in and gave us ten dollars at the end of each month to uh to keep this podcast lights on, even though I'm recording in the daytime, so I don't need lights actually right now. We actually this is one of the few podcast episodes where you don't reference the time of day or <laughs> well, what you just did now uh, recording thing is. We should, yeah, we oh, should man. start we should start our podcasts like people used to write letters by like including the weather. Yeah, yeah, they should like, do that. Welcome, uh, but style who are directions. we thinking, MJ? Who is our? It's uh, well, I, let me let me check. I can the, my my computer tells me the weather. It's sixty nine degrees. Oh baby. hell yeah, nice. dude. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. We yeah. are thanking our sad cast fanatics: Shane Curry, Philip Gregard, Jarek Colian, Henrik Wilberg, and John Clifford. We, we appreciate love you. you guys a lot. Yeah, we love you so much. Um, and we also thank our regular patrons too. Um, you know, if you want to be one of those people, five dollars a month at stylendirection.com. Nope, that doesn't exist. I'll go there. <laughs> Patreon.com slash stylendirection. Uh five dollars a month gets you access to our Discord and our backlog of bonus episodes. So listen to Tar, listen to uh, all of that. That comes out actually, well, it's already out, so you'll have to listen to it on the Patreon thing and add it to your RSS feed. Um we also want to make sure that you guys know that we're taking a break for December because it's uh, our our you know every fourth month uh, we take a break. So we'll be back in January of 2023 with some more episodes. We're probably going to get into foundational out of uh, foundational garments versus basics, in and out lists, the tangibility of learning about menswear. Lots of great topics that stuff is still coming out. So at least for the foreseeable future, we're still here, baby. Yeah. Come on, it's a hobby. We're not dead. I mean, hey, yeah, John's not dead. John's not dead. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean, if you think about it, like we've always wanted the idea of like making something, and this is kind of our like you know I I like the idea of like editing, like editing is kind of a hobby, like filmmaking and, and producing things, and the podcast is an example of putting that to practice. So everything's a hobby. We everything we do is a hobby. The blog is a hobby, man. <laughs> the everything, you know, everything's yeah. a hobby. It, it comes from, a, yeah. We just we think it's cool, so we do it. That's so that should be. We'd the, like to announce our yeah. acquisition of Hobby Lobby. We're going to be ramping up the stealing of ancient artifacts. We're going to be ramping that up. We're going to be selling even more to ISIS uh, now. Wait, what? I don't I don't remember yeah, this. Hobby Lobby. I might be oversimplifying it a little bit. Just Google Hobby Lobby. Oh, look, can we say that's a legend? That's not a real thing? A, I just, just a joke. I'm, I'm too lazy to look it up. So sure, I'll add an alleged on there. But they allegedly stole a bunch of ancient Iraqi artifacts and sold them to a group uh, that is a front for ISIS in order to... Uh, put them in the creationism museum and also bring about the end times, like the the revolution. Oh, okay. Now, now it started to make yeah. sense. I think I, I and do I'm saying that hey, we really hey. we all want the end times to happen. Am I right? Like we're all that's what this podcast is about. Deep down, 
Yeah, because because I'm going to heaven. Exactly, me too. Yeah. And so th- this podcast is truly, that's what it's about. It's about bringing about the end times as described in the book of Revelation. I think it's so funny that this time the the Christian reference came from Spencer yeah, and not say, me or MJ. Well, I first brought it up by talking about Hobby Lobby, which, you know, yeah, weird I know. news stories and crimes, that is my thing. So... <laughs> And you, hey, you want to know what a weird, the biggest weird news and crime story is? It's called the fucking Bible, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, it's called the that. Discord. We shit. talk about crimes. We talk about weird news stories. Get uh, get in the Discord, patreon.com. We talked about it already. That's right. We'll see you guys uh, either in the bonus episode uh, for December. Who knows what that's about? Uh, but we'll also see you guys next year. Thanks for listening for, I mean, for the fifth year. Wow. Next year, starting Half six years, baby. Whoa. Half a decade. Bye bye. Hello, baby. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's oh, It's like a capstone thing for that one.